Welcome to an inspiring message from Pastor John Cameron, lead pastor of Arise Church in New Zealand. We know this message will encourage, inspire, and empower you. As we sang together today, Oh Holy Night, it's a banger that song, I love that song. Talking about the night upon which Jesus was born, when angels sang in triumphant song, when magi, wise men from the East came, and gave gifts and worshiped Jesus. And the Bible tells us in Luke chapter two, verse seven about that night, that she, that's Mary, Jesus' mother, wrapped him in cloths and she placed him, not in a palace, not in a cathedral, not in a five-star hotel, not even a shoebox ibis, but she placed Jesus in a manger think garden shed because there was no room for them in the inn and then when Jesus was in his ministry years in Luke chapter 13 we read that he asked what else is the kingdom of God like he answered and said it is like yeast a woman used in baking bread even though she puts only a little yeast into three measures of flour it permeated every part of the dough. I found myself this Christmas thinking a lot about the little things. The little things. Not the big things, the glossy things, the obvious things, but just those little things. Those little things that are in our lives that are so easy to overlook, right? Or to trivialize or to kind of just ignore that in our lives have such an incredibly significant impact. Began to think how easy it is to ignore the little things, even though those little things can decide so much about every part of our lives. I've learned to cook in 2020. I mean, this has been a big thing for me. Yeah, it's been actually been a, a quite a monumentous goal uh, for me. I don't want to overshoot this in any way, make you think that I'm amazing, that I'm out there baking or anything like that. No, don't have any baking skills. Couldn't make you a flan, have no skills in the quiche department. But I have learned to do a few basic things. And for me, this is goals, people. This is progress. And I'm taking the win because I deserve it. I've learned this year how to roast a fillet of salmon. Yes, I have. Thank you. Your applause is welcome. I receive it. Thank you. Thank you. I can roast a fillet of salmon. Even put a honey glaze on top of it. Yes. You're thinking, how did you learn to do that? Answer, I downloaded a video on YouTube and I watched it and I learned how to do it. I can now roast a fillet of salmon. I can roast vegetables. Nate's getting married very early on the next year. These are things that I can pass on to you in like a fatherly way that will make Sylvia appreciate you so much more. But I can, I can now roast vegetables. I've got my broccoli, got my roast carrots. Baby carrots are better than normal carrots. Five times more expensive though, learned that the hard way. Um, you know, I've got my yams, got my, got my red onion, not white onion. Turns out they're very different. Don't confuse the two, that won't get you very far. But I can, I can roast vegetables. I can stir fry vegetables. Yes, I can. I can even fry an egg. I have come a long way in 2020. 
It has been a great journey for me. Yes, thank you. I appreciate your love. And I've learned about cooking, that cooking is not just about, this was a big thing for me. I've learned that cooking is not just about the big things. Because I think, I don't know, maybe it's my male brain or maybe it's just the way that we're all hardwired to think. But I just started off thinking and all I could think about was the big things. And I would make something and Jillian would have already made the same thing. But my thing seemed so bland and boring compared to her thing that had the same big things in it. The same salmon or the same steak or the same, you know, chicken drumstick but her chicken drumstick it's like angels sang choirs appeared lights shone from heaven glory filled my body I made the same drumstick the same nutrition was in the drumstick but it just seemed to be incredibly bland to the taste and what I learned was that cooking is not just about the big things it's about the little things it's about that chili that salt, that Texas seasoning. There we go. Not that I know how to use that. I just, I just saw Jillian like doing this. I'm like, what is that? She says, it's a Texas seasoning. I'm like, that's good. <laughs> little things, little things. See, in our lives, what we tend to do is we tend to focus on the big things. And if we're not careful, what we also tend to do is we tend to minimize the impact or trivialize the reality or maybe even to become incredulous towards seemingly small things. That when we actually look at the impact of the small things, we quickly discover that small things can have a profound life-changing, radically altering impact. Small things can change everything. I mean, if we've learned anything in 2020, we've learned that small things can make a big difference. Who would have thought Christmas 2019 that this Christmas you wouldn't be able to see any loved ones that you have overseas, that even going to Australia for a holiday would be impossible? Who would have thought that Europe would be in lockdown, possibly for the third or fourth time, depending on nations? But we have learned this year that a virus so small that it cannot be seen with the naked eye has the power to literally change the world. And through our COVID virus, we have endured more hardship in one year than maybe in the 20 years preceding it. And we've learned that small things, if you ignore them, they don't go away. But they can make a massive impact for positive or negative on our lives. Christmas is challenging. It is. Because when we come close to Christmas... Especially, I think maybe it's our Southern Hemisphere deal. But have you noticed how in Aotearoa, when we get close to Christmas, every single goal that has ever been dreamed of has to be done by Christmas? I mean, you're going to laugh when I say this, but a year ago they told us that Transmission Gully was going to be finished by Christmas 2020. But isn't it amazing how every workplace goal got to be done by Christmas? Someone wants a home renovation, house painted, got to be done by Christmas. Your gardening project, got to be done by Christmas. It can be an IT rollout of a massive change of technology. But for some reason, 
How many times has FPOS crashed on the eve of Christmas because a database upgrade had to be done and suddenly the whole nation couldn't shop because we had to get it done by Christmas? And Christmas therefore means that in New Zealand, it's about a lot of big things, big gatherings, big Christmas lists, big projects to be done for work. And big things can be staring you in the face. And all the time, maybe the biggest impact that's going to come to our lives because of Christmas is not the big things, but something very small. The miracle about Jesus and His birth, and I think the reason why so many people just become incredulous about it, dismissive of it, trivializing of the Christmas message is because when Jesus was born to us, He didn't come in kingly fashion on a rainbow or a cloud just sort of descending from the sky with lightning bolts. When Jesus was born into this planet, He was born a baby, the smallest of humanity, born not into a five-star hotel or into a palace or even into a shoebox ibis, Jesus was born into a manger. Think about that in comparison to be like your garden shed. That's where Jesus was born. And not just the smallest of humans in the smallest of dwellings, but into Bethlehem, an insignificant two-bit tiny town in a nation of only five million people today, one of the smallest nations on earth along with us. Little selfie for the Kiwis. But He was born into a small nation, in a small town, in a small dwelling, as a small baby. And it's easy to think of the birth of Jesus and to make it an insignificant thing because He only came to us small. The great danger of that, my friends, is that we must realize that sometimes it is in life those small things that make the greatest of impacts. And it will be to our detriment to trivialize the birth of Jesus because the arrival of Jesus into our world has been the most marked event in the history of this planet. More evidence to suggest that, to, sorry, to certify that Jesus was born than any, we are more sure of the birth of Jesus than any other fact in human history. The birth of Jesus literally caused the way we date our calendars to alter from BC to AD. The birth of Jesus brought into our world access to the light of God, the life of God, the forgiveness of God, the hope of God, the redemption promise of God. To a world broken, to a world in need of healing, to a world struggling to figure out who on earth we really are, Jesus was born. And when Jesus was born, He said, I'm closing the gap between heaven and humanity. I'm closing the gap between your confusion and my clarity. I'm here and in me is life and light and hope and healing and joy and forgiveness and second chances. The arrival of Jesus is not a small thing at all. I put it to you that the entrance of Jesus into our world is the small thing 
that makes all the greatest difference. Back to cooking. It's amazing how many people are living their life like all they're doing is surviving on my cooking. I am in the eat to live category. Are there any people out there like me? Like I eat to, there are only two groups of people on the planet. There are eat to live and live to eat. For instance, John Cameron, eat to live. Anthony and Tanya Watson, live to eat. And I love them and as I get older, I'm enjoying more of their experiences. But the truth is for me, it's about nutrients and getting through the day. My wife, live to eat. Many people live their lives with the big things, consuming all of their focus. You could be back to cooking, you could have your steak, you could have your vegetables, but it's still just incredibly bland. And in our lives, it's easy to think that because we've got all our Christmas deadlines or our life goals, are things that we're going after. And all the while, there's just this little thing. Well, it seems so little. Jesus. Jesus. Maybe, maybe when it's in the calm of the night, you start to think, where am I with God? Maybe... Maybe it's going to be when you get through Christmas and you're on holiday, you're going to ask yourself a question. Am I complete as a person? Maybe if we could just push back from all the chasing. i got to get this thing. I need these people to know that I'm successful. I need to fulfill these people, these expectations on me. Maybe if we could push back from all the big things for a second and go on the inside of us. I think we would discover that something so small that this, the human eye maybe see when Jesus comes to your life, it's not like you see him. The invisible God holds the world in the palm of his hands. His presence can be experienced and he can come close to you and help in every hour of need. But if you're waiting, for angelic cherubs waiting for literal visitations. If you're waiting for something big, then you could miss the life and the love and the freedom, the healing and the promise that isn't gonna come through your life through just achieving all your deadlines or achieving all your goals that comes only from a life that has been opened to the wonder of God. My parents were Christians, and so I, I, I was raised going to church when I was a kid, but at the age of 13 or 14, I stopped going. I didn't go to church from then until my 18th birthday, and I will never forget walking back into the doors of a church at the age of 18 years old, my first time in church in several years. It wasn't a church like this one. I mean, up here we've got, you know, Kayla Martangi, you know, singing, you know, you know, we got, we got, we got, you know, other people. We got Nate Brabender with his beanie, Drake looking keyboardist up here tonight, today. We got, 
I didn't have any of that. When I walked into the church that I was in, most people were gray in their hair color. There was only about 50 people in the entire church service. It had wooden floors, wooden walls, a wooden roof. The, the person leading us in song, literally during one of his songs, I didn't realize he was wearing a toupee, but during the middle of the service, the hair on his head fell down over one ear. I've been out in the town with my friends the night before. I'm like, what the heck just happened? What did I have last night? You know, like it was just an absolutely horrific experience. The preacher was just kind of angry. He just sort of looked like, like that, you know what I mean? And he was talking about hell and sin and stuff like this. And, and, and I was in the middle of this church service where everything to me seemed so foreign. Everything to me seemed so different. But this is what I can tell you was happening. They were singing their songs. And as they were singing their songs, they were lifting God up. Oh, come let us adore Him. We give you all the glory. They were lifting God up. But I promise you, as they were lifting God up, something very real was coming down. And I knew that there was something real. I couldn't see it. I couldn't discern it with my eye, but I knew that there was a God that was real, a presence that was there. I was looking at these people and I knew they had something in their lives that I didn't. They had a connection with God. I realized that they had a sense of stability. They had had identity. They had an assurity that I didn't possess in my life because they had Jesus and I didn't. I kept going back to that church. I didn't, I didn't stop after the first week. I kept going back. And on the fourth week that I attended that church, the preacher uh, gave us an opportunity. He said, listen, if you're in this service today and you would like to know what it is to have your own personal relationship with Jesus, you can lift your hand in the air and then we're gonna pray a prayer together. And so in that service that night, I lifted up my hand. I'll tell you the story to tell you this. He said, pray this prayer with me. And it wasn't a long prayer. It was 50 words or less. I put my hand up, I put it down. I opened my mouth, I prayed a prayer. I shut my mouth, the service ended, and I went home. That's it. A small prayer, a small moment, a small gesture in a small service, in a small hall, famous only for the fact that Richard Preble used to vote there. But I woke up the next morning And it was like, honestly, it was like somebody had luxed my life. You know when you use Instagram and your photos are a bit bland? If you're like me, I'm not a very good photographer, so I rely on filters. Yeah, and the older I get, the stronger the filters become. Come on, don't look at me like that. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Or we just go black and white, just going with black and white now. It's just... Let's just get rid of it all. But and, you know, if, you, if you take that Lux thing and you just crank it up on your phone, you can have something that looks bland and something that looks bright. That's what happened to me. Like I woke up the next morning and it was like the moment that my eyes opened, I knew that my life was different. It was different. Nothing had changed. I mean, the same bedroom, the same bed, the same PJs the same job, the same parents, the same everything. But I knew something in my life, it was different now. I opened up the curtains and honestly, my experience was that the grass seemed greener. The sun came into my bedroom in the morning, but when it hit my body, it was like it was touching not just my body, but my soul. I felt this strange experience that now I can quantify, but I couldn't at the time. I felt worshipful. I felt thankful. 
like I just looked at the world that was around me and I felt this sense of gratitude. For the first time that I can remember in my life, I knew my life had a meaning, that I was alive for a reason, that I counted, that I wasn't a mistake, I wasn't a leftover, I wasn't an amoeba that got lucky, but God made me and that He cared about me and He was engaged in my life. A small thing has brought to my life the most radical of changes. And from that day to this, that small prayer has continued to change my life every moment and every day. Not every day of my life has been easy. There's been a lot of days in my life that have been plain challenging. A lot of difficult moments, a lot of stressful moments, a lot of sleepless nights. But in everything that I have faced from that moment till this, that small prayer has brought into my life that God has walked with me through every valley, cared for me in every storm, protected me, spoken into my heart, gave me assurance when nothing else seemed apparent other than the fact that He was there and everything else could come falling down. And if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, if you're not connected with God, if you've been a church person, but you let Jesus become the smallest of remotest of the most insignificant things in your life, then just remember, Christmas in your life, at the end of the day, it won't be shaped by those big things. That small baby in that small manger in that small town And angels burst forth into song and wise men bought their treasures and laid them at His feet because when Jesus comes, everything changes. If you would like to find out more about Arise Church and Pastor John Cameron, visit arisechurch.com or connect with us on Instagram at arisechurch and at johncameronnz.